is a public service announcement. The episode that you are about to listen to is part of the annual Distraction Pieces podcast, Drunk Cast. What is about to follow may be offensive, may be stupid, may... It's basically, it's us getting drunk, and please forgive us if we say anything horrific. All right, on with the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 547. It's part three of the Drunk Cast, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need to do a big intro. If you get money for Christmas, speechdevelopmentrecords.com, patreon.com, patreon.com forward slash scroobiuspip, twitch.tv forward slash scroobiuspip. Yo, reminder, three episodes in that any sound issues are down to a mistake on my part, not down to the genius that is Buddy Peace. But yeah, things are starting to get rowdier and, you know, there's a warning at the start for a reason, okay? Let's go. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 547. It's the Drunk Cast 2023, part three, with Chris and Stu. Let's go. I'm recording now because I started up, oh, yeah. I started trying to ask Stu questions. He was just mumbling, going, I've got a fucking bug. I thought that was good that when you did the Shane McGowan lyrics earlier, you've had a few drinks. I didn't get a single one of them off you. Shane McGowan? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. That's why I didn't even flag it. I was like, it's so appropriate. You went, beautiful. 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 <laughs> well, we're back for episode th- three, is it? Yes. Is that all we've done? Fucking hell. I want another beer, please, Stewie, Have a little bit. I've got some games I want to do. I want to play No More Jockeys <laughs> with you guys, because I don't think either you're familiar with it. I don't think we've tried it, but it's my favourite game. It's Again, it's the best thing on YouTube. We'll do that. I want to do... I've, I've... Power play there. Did you see that? No. He had his empty bottle, and I put my hand to take it off of him to uh, put it in the bin and he put it down just in front of my hand and looked at me <laughs> pick that up mate um, I've grabbed have you got a, a pen and paper Stu we don't need it immediately is there a pen and paper in here there's, there's some pads and stuff here probably a pad yeah, 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 and then a biro yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dried out well well, I, I, I want to get you two to do Mr and Mrs so okay. I've downloaded some classic Mr and Mrs questions wonderful and I want to do a game called Craig's Court Craig's Craig's Court as in drunk version of Chris now I don't know what this game is I was just in London earlier and I walked past a road called Craig's Court (laughs) and I thought that sounds like a drunk cast game so I don't know what we're going to ask Craig to judge but we'll come up with it Um, but one of the notes I've got here on the year is Tories and we'll get into that at some point because it's been another year of them being cunts but let's start with we said we'd start with morals in podcasting right yeah um I wanted to talk about this because I think it's an interesting thing because I think podcasting is amazing mm-hmm. but it is also a bit dangerous because it's all self, self-governed. self Like like um, journalism has mm-hmm. has the journalistic code and you're meant to, mm-hmm. to, to follow certain rules and codes. Yeah. It's why that Russell Brand documentary took so long to come out because they had to do all their checks, make sure everything was in place and things like that. And it got me thinking about that in podcasting and the reason is... For me, I, I've I've turned down a few things this year based mm-hmm. on on moralistic 
choices because I didn't feel it was the right. I'd, and we'll, I'll talk about them in a minute. But Stu, you had Alistair Campbell on mm. on your podcast, and I know you wrestled with that massively beforehand. Mm-hmm. But what you decided and the way you did it, I thought was was the perfect choice. I thought you handled it, it fantastically. So can he you kind just of... just offered a load of money, didn't he? Yeah. He said, come on. So can you kind of talk to me about that? Because it was on your mental health podcast. So, and he's a real mental health advocate and does, yeah. and he's a big name. So it was a really tough one. But obviously, he was a big part in the, in a, essentially in a legal war. Yeah. Is so, it okay to talk about this? I don't yeah, want to... Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, good. Absolutely. I don't want to spring things on you. Like, no, no. And, and it was... So, so Kirsty who owns Reach Out for Mental Health, the charity who I do some work for, she was like, and one of the things that I do for her is I, I, I do a little podcast, which you both have kindly been on. Um, yeah, and it was, she went, oh, I, I met Alistair Campbell at a, a charity event, and he said he'll come on the podcast. And I'm aware that he's got one of the biggest podcasts mm. in the UK. Yeah. And I know that his work in mental health has been huge. So I was kind of in a position where, and I, and I messaged you about it, and I, I think I put it on the uh, on our little distraction PCs WhatsApp mm. group to get some some sort of opinions from people. Um, Sh- shout out to that group, by the way. Like, there's mm. people in there. Will all, if you've got anything podcast-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. J- J- Jason in particular will always be the first to kind of give a yeah. real educated view and opinion on stuff. Absolutely. And and I didn't <clears throat> want to do it. I, yeah. I said to Kirsty, I'm not doing it because I was of an age where you know I, I'm very aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I do think there was. You know, and to give history, essentially, he spun stuff for he was Blair. a spin doctor for Blair. So and, yeah, uh, and the the oh, I've had too much to drink to actually be able to remember all of this. But the inquiry, the do, he, he tweaked the dossier, weapons of mass destruction, which took us to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the, uh, the the Dr. Kelly stuff that happened as well, mm-hmm. which you know he was implicated. You know, as, as as some of the stuff that he said had, had kind of, you know, had, had been very, had, had, had took an effect on, on on Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly basically was the person who was the one basically putting the official line about the WMD, but then he was found to have died, killed himself, didn't he? In field, yeah. Later, yeah. Yeah. Someone in Grays went to our local paper and on the white wall because um, it was actually uh, a councillor from Grays, Andrew McKinley, that uh, called him out. Like really went for Kelly, and someone from round here sprayed Kelly's blood on McKinley's hands in massive letters. Wow. I don't know who done it, but then that actually got brought up in Parliament, and uh, and and it was the front page of a lot of news. And now, just is that a real? You don't know who done it, or it was cunt? No, because 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 normally when you don't know who done it, it was cunt. But I don't think it was cunt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So again, we. We don't know who done it, but again, normally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, I just thought, well, how do I do this? Because I know it's going to bring a lot of attention to the charity, mm. and it's going to bring, you know, and and it did. And I spoke to to Kirsty and said, if we do this, then I'm going to talk about weapons of mass destruction and 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 talk about the things that I feel I can't sit there and go. It's incredible, and what you do for mental health, and you you tell me about how bad you're feeling, and and your mental health, and and you get my sympathy, and because as much as that's important, I also feel that I've got to kind of do it justice insofar as the people that probably lost people in that war, and people that 
are still dealing with the, the fallout of it's, that war. It's what and, no one does with Tyson Fury. Yeah. Everyone will talk about the wonderful things he does for mental health and not ask him about his yeah. homophobia Homophobic, and all yeah. sorts of other stuff. It's like, I think it's a really... It is a case of either you don't have them on or you yeah. do what you did. You have them yeah. on and you say, how do you feel your actions affected people's mental yeah. health from what you did? Yeah. And, and you I think that's a powerful thing. Into that situation. No, if you don't want to. Mm. If you don't want to and it doesn't have to be aggressive either. It doesn't no. have to be a gotcha no, type no, thing, which no. again, I think a lot of people think like when they become cod journalists now mm. because they've got a podcast or whatever it has to be this big yeah. I'll catch someone out and yeah, that often yeah, yeah. doesn't come across it makes you both come across I've been asked that question a lot I yeah. think also the problem with that is people write these scripts for who the other person is often, yeah. often backfilled by their ideology and so then they yeah. come to the reality asking the question expecting a certain answer they don't get that and then they're trying to force they're trying to always push them down that person into the situation where they give the answer they're expecting and sometimes they don't and they're disappointed and frustrated by it. But I think, it's that, yeah, it's difficult. And to, also he fucking that. hates the Tories. Have, have yeah. the courage to do that. Well, we can, we can come on to and that's a positive. those naughty talkies. Were you pleased with it in the end? Because I said, I think it all... Yeah, you got yeah, the I best of both so. worlds yeah. there. He, he, he was very, I mean, look at his job. He, he was so charismatic. Mm -hmm. And within five minutes, you're just thinking, what a nice guy. You know, lovely bloke. And, uh, and, and I just. Well, thought, you went off to a raid, invade Iraq afterwards, didn't you? <laughs> after, yeah. After you, know, you finished yeah, the podcast, yeah. you were no, like, I've I, saved Ukraine. <laughs> let's, let's get out and deal with you Iraq spent all now. That money on ammunition for. Uh, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I got away with it. Mm. And I think, as I said, I think it's an important topic that I think just podcasters need to be a bit aware of. And I've had a few things th so can you this talk year. About the I can talk about anonymous. I can talk about two of them. <laughs> so one of them I can't talk about because there's a sponsor I've had in the past mm -hmm. that I've just turned down for next year because there was a Channel Four documentary about them. And whilst it wasn't conclusive, and I think their response was fairly decent. Just made me uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and 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 the documentary was about how much influencers have helped this brand grow, and questions over their practices and their 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 validity and their checks, you know, making sure everyone's safe. So I had a really tough thing, and I've walked away from that. And they were probably like they were a remarkable percentage of my income this year. So it's a scary thing to walk away from. And again, going going back to that group chat. I spoke to John Harris a couple of times about it, saying, like, I'm going to turn this down for next year, but I want to let you know I'm kind of scared because this is one of my... This is my yeah. livelihood, but you've got to make these these, these, uh, these ch choices. But I turned down... There's one I spoke to Chris about. I had a podcast lined up with Pete, yeah. Pete Doherty this year, and just as I was doing my research and prep for it, I found the documentary that was on Channel 4 again. About yeah, it was this year. No, it was only this about year. A month ago. Yeah, it was fairly recent. It was, it was a few months ago, but it was yeah, <laughs> this year. No, 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 not the Louis oh. through one. So again, I was pleased. Oh, about um, that his mum done. No, 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 no. Let me finish the story. <laughs> so, so there was a documentary. The one that... when he's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this 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 young lad that died. Yeah. at a party with him, and this lad's dad has been part of a documentary investigating Pete's involvement or at least his complicity in not in stopping the full story getting out there, not helping. 
And I kind of did my research on that and I hit them back up and I said, look, is he, he's not going to want to talk about this, is he? And they were like, no, no, he's not. And I couldn't in good conscience have him on to kind of go, hey, you've had a wild life, haven't you? Because again, I'm a fan of the dude's music and stuff. I think he's done some amazing things, but it just felt wrong to have him on. Because the thing I kept thinking of was I'd hate his dad to tune in and hear me kind of going, just budding up with this lad. It's why it's why I've removed, like, I've made almost a joke about it that in October it's the nine-year anniversary of Distraction Pieces. And we started nine years ago with episode two because um, I've removed episode one because of, of Russell. And again, we don't need to go into it in big detail, but we can kind of say now that for the last few drunk casts, I've asked that we don't bring up Russell simply because... I've distanced myself from him because of stuff I'd heard from people I believe and not people who are part of some conspiracy to take down the free speech mogul. People who have had people close to them abused by him. And none of these were ones that came up in the documentary. So you know, I, I don't know if I've told you offline the no. things I, yeah, I, I, I should talk to you, I'm not going to talk about now, but yeah. what I know firsthand from relatives. Yeah. Really, piece together. Yep, I completely can. I remember concern when speaking yeah. of one of your relatives, uh, and uh, yeah, and it's, 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 that's interesting. I had a few people I had to reach out to when that documentary came out because I know they'd had interactions with Russell and they'd been a bit weird about him, and you, you don't really fl- notice it really at the time or, or flag it. And reaching out to them, there's always been varying levels of things that happened to them, whether it be he touched them inappropriately to you know the full length of what we saw in that. And I am denied on if I remove that episode because it's not like it's a fluff piece. I argue with Russell on loads of things. And I said I've had really nice times with Russell in the yeah. past. I rated him. I was a fan of him. I've but I've spoken many times, haven't I, Pitt? I nearly called you your first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. About how I actually think he's a capacity to think and think that and a lot of the things that he's done on his, his recent channel, I think I think they're real, they're real genuine social goods. And I think people can get conflicted about behaviours or past behaviours and current behaviours, it's a very it's a very murky, very murky territory. But yeah. we are responsible for things we've done, even I mean like again, allegedly, but it's 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 a really murky situation and that might not even be his character now. I actually don't believe it is. I think there's there's you know, but it's it's complicated. It's it's very, very complicated for everyone and, and but ultimately for the victims. And, and, and I completely agree. It is complicated. Like, we've had a friend who was on a drunk cast who who lost everything in his life because of stuff he'd done in the past. And it is sad and it's bleak, but if you've never had to pay for what you've done, then it has to come at some yeah. point. And again, again, we'll move on from this because it doesn't have to be. There'll be people who can't hear this and won't accept it. But yeah. the things that get me is when I see people say, it's all a conspiracy. If it happened 20 years ago, why didn't you report it then? These people haven't watched the documentary because all of these things were reported then. In one way or another, whether it be to the police or to a rape counsellor, they're all documented as being reported then prior to Russell being the freedom speaker and anti-mainstream media thing. So you, I, I'm happy to say that there may be a conspiracy yeah. that it's come out now. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't yeah, believe yeah. that personally, yeah, yeah. but if you are believing it's a conspiracy... The timing is the only bit that's a conspiracy. The actual acts aren't a conspiracy because they were reported at the time, they were documented at the time. And he's taken out, like, super injunctions and stuff on these things in the past. So, but yeah, that was, again, all of those things. And it's, 
people will say, oh, you fucking, you're bending to the the man or, or and, and we've discussed this before, but I think you need to bend to your own morals and beliefs. And that was it on this. It was like, right, that I don't want that as my first episode. I'm really proud of this podcast. I'm proud of some of the episodes we've done. <laughs> Less proud of others, lads. Nice. But, um, but, but, but again, it's that thing. It's like, I don't want that to be the first thing that's out there. And it's, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's an interesting subject because I think it's important that podcasts are freedom and freedom of speech, but then it means that we have to govern ourselves and have these awkward conversations. Like the fact that you battled over whether or not to have Alistair Campbell on, and if you did, how you do it. Mm. These things are important that we do as podcasts. And whether that be in choosing your sponsors or in in, in choosing your guests, then, yeah. I think that's what we liked about podcasts in the first place, is we don't... I, what I don't like about mainstream radio, and I'm really not having a go at any any particular radio DJ, but but you, you listen, and, you know, they're kind of... They're, they're forced into a situation of being um, sycophantic. Like, they've got to be nice to the guests. Mm. They've got no choice, because it's their income, and I don't even, I'm, not, I'm not critical of them for having to make that life choice, you know. It's a hard situation, but it always feels disingenuous. It's not authentic that you've got to constantly, like, fucking, like, you stick your tongue up the arse to your guest, even if, they, you know, you don't really want to. And, and, and at least with podcasting, you can pick who you have on. I was going to say, at least with the drunk cast, we w- want to stick our tongue up yeah, each other's yeah. asses. I, I also I think that... I all the clip nuts out of you, Stu's bums. I, I, I disagree. I, I think, like... Chris Moyles is an authentic cunt. <laughs> I wonder where he was going. He's living his authentic life. He, he actually, yeah, more so, he's more happy to show his actual self. But just because you wear your he heart... He does not like to talk about himself, but Chris. Because, just because you wear your heart, <laughs> doesn't mean what you're showing to everyone isn't a piece of shit. Mm. And, um, shit art cunt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's kind of get positive and I'm talk about. I'm really sorry. Help yourself, it's mate. So let's talk about podcasts Where's a little bit. Yeah, what your uh, the ones you brought? Yeah, I don't know what. Brought them down here, and you and they've disappeared. No, you didn't. You didn't. You, I gave you the Chris and your crate, but that was before we came into this room. Really, isn't the it? Exciting chat that everyone gets to hear now. Sorry. I wonder where these crisps are. Um, have you had any highlights? Yeah, this year. I've got a few that I've listened to oh, that yeah, I want to shout out, and I've had a few. You've both had highlights, eh? That was a bad high five. Yeah, well, I tried to miss. Oh, it'd be funny. Oh, 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 what have you got? Like actions. Oh, what's um, been your favourites? Live show with Chris. Yeah. We went up to uh, so Drone Valley. Drone Valley in Dronfield. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he's mm-hmm. pronounced. Um, first time we'd, we'd spent the weekend together in ages, and uh, we had a fucking crack, didn't I'm we? I'm never upset in your company, Stuart. I'd literally been in the club the night before. I think you picked me up about fucking eight o'clock in the morning. I think I had about three hours sleep, but we laughed all the way up there and then just fucking done a live show, laughed right way through that, went back to the hotel. Big shout out to Ben for putting us up. Yeah, yeah. big fucking... shout out to Drone Valley Brewery, yeah. Scott and, and, and Ness, obviously, long time listener for putting it all together. But we drove Brent, back what... and fucking had a right crack as well. It was a great fun. It was really good fun. That was, that was a definite. <laughs> great definite. fun. Maybe yeah. loudest snore of Lonely Century, well done Ben for that. But like I was like not even in the room next to him and I was thinking she's next to Ben and Ben's snoring is it's both magnificent and erratic <laughs> as fuck. Like I, I was just imp- I wasn't upset, I was just impressed. I, I remember I can't I think it was when me and Dan did 
Bernard Kazim, all the artists were put up in a hotel that had like a courtyard. And I remember being in the room next door to Dan and him snoring, but having the window open. And I'm sure it was members... It was some classic band. I think it was members of the Human League <laughs> shouting out their window going, Shut up! <laughs> Someone turn that guy over to Dan snoring, just fucking <laughs> ruining it. Iconic snoring in his time. But oh. Again, I was used to it, so I was like, I'm just, I'm just not going to sleep. It's no big deal. <laughs> but the Human League weren't... It's happy. Who was it that you guys had on uh, when you had your fringe run that so, yeah, had a go at Chris for oh. um, for not, not liking Disney? Jenny Bauer. Jenny Bauer, that's it. She was hysterical. She was so good. That was she, hilarious. Like, Jenny knocked it out. But like, immediately, as soon as we started talking to Jenny, even before the cameras rolled, I think we were just like, this is a perch. She's authentic is my favourite word at the moment. And yeah. I have to be careful, keep saying it, because, you know, that it'll just become... It won't, it'll lose its meaning, but uh, that uh, self-deprecating, funny... And within 10 minutes not, called you off, a fucking moron. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but it's not like that situation where... That clip was just it, so good. You yeah. clipped that perfectly and it was yeah. so funny. Oh, we were laughing so much and it was fun to antagonise her and, and, and also have fucking piss ripped out of her yeah. mind. She's very funny, very witty. Yeah. Every now and then I see her clips on Instagram on the rare, rare occasions I'm on there and she's saying something... Yeah. Hysterical! It was cracking. I mean, we had like well done to to, to Stu and uh, who's the, the no need to speak. No yeah, need to speak. no need to no shout. Need to sorry, uh, Emma. Yeah, shout, thank yeah. you so much. Everyone Booked all of them. Out park and, and we like you know obviously our listeners love to have the comedians on because they're sort of up and ready for it. We've had Carl Donnelly on in that run. Oh, he was great. Carl was cracking. Um, he did top five problematic films. Yeah, but when we had yeah. Carl and. Uh, I bumped into Carl at the Fringe and talked to him about it. Yeah. He said he had a great time. TVI. Then they came back for the the vegan idiots. I forgot his name. That's really rude of me. Yeah, he was Julian. He was so funny. Fuck, I'm not familiar with him at all, but he was so funny. He said some absolute... He was really funny. Like, funnily honest. Yeah. Great things. And on that one, it was about weird health fads. Like, well, health fads, I mean, it's a bit strong, but doing things like DMT and shit like that. It was quality, man. Do you feel you've had to get used to having comedians on? And the reason I say that is I remember the first time we had Ramesh on the drunk cast and and James Acaster, there was points where both of you were a bit shell-shocked because their job on panel shows yeah. is to go in on everyone and attack yeah. because you've only just met if they're going straight in on you what? it can be a bit oh fuck yeah. with James it's so funny that because like um, like so we, we had Ramesh and Brett like we'd obviously had Brett and Rich on yeah uh, before that but Brett and Rich's comedy is a no we hadn't had Brett and Rich on yes we had we had the Brett, uh, Brett on maybe mate, we had oh, Brett, have Brett and Ramesh on... on for the Christmas one that was our first yeah. one our second Christmas drunk cast but Brett and Ramesh in the studio in London yeah that was fine Oh, I, 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 it wasn't fine for me. No. Oh, what happened there? Well, we'd had Brett, and we knew Brett, so yeah. that was fine. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I'd met Romesh. Yeah, I, and so. like, yeah. fuck me, I was on the back foot right he from the off. destroyed you. Oh, Again, yeah. I remember that. You just feeling really so attacked. Like, well, I'm not going to try and be funny here, because why are you going to try and be funny with yeah, two yeah. comedians in the room? Yeah, but the fucking cunt got so drunk. Like, <laughs> said to me, and what was I too drunk on that? And that's when he drank all that, that bottle of Kraken. Yeah. And he said, how are you feeling? Are you, uh, I think I'm getting too drunk. He put his foot in a bin in the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I, I, I have to say, I think in terms of naturally witty funny, Ramesh is the funniest person yeah. I've ever met. And I don't mean to offend you guys because you're naturally no, very funny. No, I completely like, agree. I, I think there's a reason shows. he's as successful oh, as he is. Him well, on I, Weakest I, Link, him him hosting the Weakest Link, I think is some of the best TV yeah, uh, he recent years. I saw him live. Humor. Yeah. He's, I saw him live this summer yeah. uh, at Vegan Fest and he was fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really fantastic. Mm. Was, did did like you proper funny. sink into yourself and not? <laughs> I don't want to no, see no, you. No, he couldn't bully see me, me so again. Fine. <laughs> but... Do you know what it was? Like when we did it with Ramesh the first time, obviously he was ripping into me, and I, I, I oh, that's it. I remember I more Ramesh with, with you that time yeah. and James with you oh, that James time. Like when they're both, I said, the nicest guys yeah, and the yeah, funniest yeah. guys. But yeah, I struggled. I struggled straight away with James only because, like, we started. I'd had like the worst week with my mum. Yeah. And like, I was feeling a little bit frayed. Mm. And well, the podcast started and we were all talking, us three, and then I, I said something horrible to you, Stu. Now, obviously, to us lot, it's like normal. But James had met you like the week before. He'd been, he'd been on, on your show. Off the beaten and track, yeah. seen you as this really lovely guy. And I said this horrible thing about you, Stu. It wasn't <laughs> pleasant. And I watched James' really face screw up. But he was upset. I'm going and for you. And then he, he was defending you, buddy. And he did. But my problem is I'm not very good at taking the piss out of people. Like that. If, if I know you, if you I, don't know, I, I yeah, really yeah, yeah. enjoy it. Like the, the more I get to know you, the more offensive I'm going to be. But I don't have that ability to say I can't come back to people if I don't know them. And it's different it's as well because it's not that you don't just know him. It's the same with Rom. It was like... It's the fact that oh, it's that bloke off the telly, yeah. and he's he. This is what he does for a living. I think the, <laughs> yeah. The, oh yeah, definitely. Like it'd be it'd be disingenuous to think that I had all these really wicked comebacks mm. to say like James. Yeah, I, I didn't. Like my brain just is like, it's. I'm not. I'm not quick at comebacks. I'm not very good at puns. I, mm. I prefer self-deprecating humour. I guess mostly. You just at them points, I find you just sink into yourself a little bit and just yeah. think, I could beat you in a fight. Yeah, yeah. You're anemic. You're anemic wimp. Just because you got you, just because you're funny because you got your head flushed down the toilet eight hundred times at sea. You have to go primitive and just think. Uh, you keep talking. It's taken him two years to come up with that. That's what. That's why he didn't go for him. That's why he didn't go for him. To you. But funny enough, like, that thing, like, I was a little bit like whoa. And then he was like obviously ripping into Pip, and it made me feel a little bit bad. But like like. And it was really my first, other than thinking James Acast uh, ran Acast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I didn't know much of his career. Have you, have you watched his Netflix specials? I, they're like, so I fucking they're good. Really, like since yeah. I've watched, since the, once I'd recovered from the trauma. Yeah. And I watched it. I just thought, oh man, he's really funny. Yeah. He's got a great style. He's witty. He's intelligent. No, no, it, it was great. It's just then it did like take me aback slightly. But that was it. Hearing you have this run of comedians on hardcore listing, and again, it was kind of not long after you'd come back to main feed, so mm. it's now free. And people should note that because I've had people. I was chatting to someone in my Discord, and they said, "Ah, oh, miss hardcore listing." And it's like, "Oh, it's back now," mm. because they they obviously whoever, yeah, however you listen, away. haven't noticed, yeah, yeah. but because it went away um, mm, yeah, to yeah. Patreon for a bit, yeah. that run of comedians, I thought it was so good. But but it was great because everyone was just as I said that particular episode with Helen with yeah oh, Helen with Helen Helen Bauer it's Helen Bauer that's what I was going to say it's yeah. me correcting it but it was so funny when she just proper and and again she took a minute to relax into it and it was at that that was the point where she first 
where she yeah. called you a moron then you know you know was when she'd proper got comfortable right. it was like oh this yeah. is so good she even did she even tested I think that also what was good about Helen was that she she checked in I remember her saying something particularly wicked to me and uh, it was it was fine. I wasn't. I was loving it. I was really mm. enjoying it, especially because I was. I just insulted her, her. One of her favorite things. Yeah. Uh, but then she was like, "Oh, I'm just having the best time." And you know when you think that, that she was like, "Have I gone too? Yeah. Have I gone too hard?" And well, James like, has no. probably told everyone what a pussy you are and how sensitive you are. <laughs> <laughs> probably got around the comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, got around the comedy ring. Lads, I had sh- Shaggy on the podcast this year. I remember you were so excited about that. It was so fucking good as well. I didn't know how it'd be because he's not someone I've heard on podcasts Mm. and you don't know how friendly he's going to be, how chatty he's going to be. And it's one of the best conversations I've ever had. His stories, just interacting with every icon in the history of music and how big he got and how how important it was to look after his, his community and to be true to his background and all these kind of things it's fucking yeah absolute dude that was one that I finished it and I had to drive to Birmingham immediately after and just the whole drive I was just like yeah yeah just to calm down (laughs) just to calm down that's why we go run round (laughs) just had a shaggy playlist to get through (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah that was fucking ridiculous yeah what a cool guest yeah and that's what makes it even better and unexpected that, like, it's unexpected do loads yeah. of you don't, like, pods I'd kept quiet on it and I'd tried to do that with all of them now but I, I loved the thought of that coming up on people's podcast feed mm. in the morning and them going what <laughs> you've got Shaggy on the podcast so and again you. you forget how big he was you forget yeah, there's yeah. so many how many tunes yeah man, those 90s tunes man that whole that whole era yeah we yeah. just don't have to talk about the album with Giant Steps <laughs> What we take? Well, we talked about that a lot because they they kind of m- met at a big event and kind of yeah. shared the kind of respect for each other. Because again, you don't realise how important Sh- Sh- Shaggy was for bringing dancehall stuff yeah, yeah. into the mainstream in the UK and America. So all your Sean Pauls, your Sean Kingstons, everyone called Sean that, that came after him <laughs> is they owe a lot of that to yeah. Shaggy. Like it was the first Oh Carolina and stuff like that were the first. Yeah, experiences of that yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not um, going to school this guys. My thighs would be burning because the dancing style was like more this like wide legged bouncing. You don't have to do it. Nah, <laughs> you see it, it's you probably go. inappropriate oh, for man. you to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was bad. And then a few I've, I've been listening to Mum and Mum and Mama has come back. Yeah, which is really dope because Amy was off for over a year with health God issues and stuff like that. I've got really, really into Dream Factory this year. Okay. Which both of you have been I just on. Love the premise of it's yeah. so good, and they're they're now back into the flow of doing it constantly. I think it's such a good podcast. Um, and 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 Kathy Burke's "Where There's a Will, There's a Wake." Have you listened to this? I haven't. No, you'd adore it. It's Kathy Burke, and it's all about what you're going to do when you die, like what you want for your funeral, all these kind of things. The guests she's had, you would love all of them because it's yeah. That's it's your Paul Whitehouse, it's wow. Vic Reeves. Oh, they're all old. Yeah, all old. But then you've they're got Danny Dyer on there. And, yeah. you've, and, and, and you've got endless amounts of amazing... The Jamie Dimitri episode is probably the most Fuck I've laughed in recent years because he tells a story about a guy he was at work with and 
it's about it's about a sandwich and it's honestly it makes no sense at all but I literally was walking through the street in Sanford they're both having to stop the podcast because they can't speak because they're laughing so much and I'm laughing out loud in the streets in Stanford I can't recommend it enough it's just yeah yeah. it's really good and then there's a podcast called Got a Problem Mate which is a comedian called Bilal Zafar and a, a comedian called Joey Page and they just have a guest on each week and kind of ask what their problems are at the moment and kind of, of try and solve it but it's another one that's just two mates yeah. but they happen to be professional comedians and it's just yeah it's really chill and laid back but just yeah I rate it so they're my nice. they're my podcast recommendations um, can I shout out our podcast? yeah 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 go on Extraordinary Lives Right, and uh, it's put together by Lab Bible. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's currently I think it's, the, the last episode came out about two months ago, but they were putting back really consistently this year, and they'll have uh, they had a woman much like my favourite episode that you've done uh, that was sex trafficked. They'll have somebody that um, that was a hacker that would hack into like the government's websites. Wow. They would have somebody that um, but. Uh, People that are like a, a guy that on a night out with his mates uh, punched someone and they fell over and cracked their head and died. It's, it's kind uh, of a myth, isn't it? The, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but just everybody's all the excuse for pussies. I like me to never get yeah, into yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't want a death on my hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, but yeah, everybody's got a very extraordinary life, and mm. uh, it's a, it's a really fucking good podcast. Re- really enjoyed it, and just stumbled across it and. Yeah, and uh, I think there's about 10 episodes and it's, yeah, it's well worth a fucking uh, a listen or a watch. You can watch it as well. Sounds fantastic. I mean, we've not got, I don't want to spend too much time on it. So, so Chris, just kind of go with your top five podcasts of the year that you've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> fucking zero, fuck that. Having said that, I occasionally watch, uh, recently I've been watching while decorating the... Uh, the Kill Tony podcast, which is kind of like an yeah. American co- comedy uh, based in Austin, where they basically have a bucket of comedians, want, uh, like like comedian people who are just trying to find their feet in comedy. They pull out random names. They come up, they do a minute, and then there's eight minutes of like Tony and the rest of the panel asking them questions. Yeah, it's right. Ameri- Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony Hinchcliffe. Ameri- American comedians on the panel. Sissy Rogan's club. Uh, maybe, maybe. It's in the but, comedy uh, store. Uh, yeah. Right. Or oh, it used to be in the comedy yeah, store. Rogan's, Rogan's sometimes on it, but it's all the other American comedians mm. who tend to find a company in them, which is all okay, and they're all pretty funny. I think Tony's pretty good. He's he, he's written a few, you know, sometimes he wrote, writes for the comedy roasts, and I, 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 like I love his comedy like, special. Same. I, Just I, him talking about for Bone Thugs and Harmony and kind of saying, I didn't understand much of... Of what they said, but man, did they miss their Uncle Jojo. (laughs) (laughs) And then his other one just saying about abuse and and separating artists, art art from artists. He's saying, you know, I think a lot of us can say that we wouldn't buy Michael Jackson, for example, anymore. But when you're going down the motorway and your windows are up and Billy Jean comes on, you don't care about those kids. It's fucking, it's so good. It's I think he's great. But he, they, right, so for, for like their longest, so in between all the sort of bucket people, they get 
like they have regulars. And one of the guys who's a regular is a guy called William Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And like he's he's basically built his persona whilst being on this Kill Tony podcast. Right. And William Montgomery, I've been listening to it so much, I just watch all the edits on YouTube or listen while I'm painting of how this guy has found and discovered this character. And he's like this wild red-headed guy, wears awful clothes, and he's basically ends up starting on the audience, starting on the guest panel, you know, talking about the guns that he's got in his car, the week he's had. But he's, I think you, Pip, in particular, it's really not familiar with him at all. Give him a look. You know, once you get into his personality and like, you know, they set him up each week to sort of like go on these rants. And he's fucking excellent, man. He's really, he's really I need good. to give so, that a look. In terms of podcasts, that's probably as close as I've sailed to a podcast. I just want to just give a shout out to what a dichotomy of a character Chris is that, that he can say, I listen while I'm painting. And he could be talking about putting a, a base layer on a room or painting orcs. And you don't know <laughs> yeah, which one he's talking about. That's the yeah, breadth yeah, yeah, yeah. of Chris as a character. Or painting uh, one of my girlfriend's friends' toilets. Just doing yes. a really solid paint job. All over the tiles. Is, I was going to say, is that euphemism? It is. Um, just a quick diversion. Sorry for this, Stu, but into board games. Have you had any good good board games? I'll have a quick wait. Are you going to have a wait? I went. I told you yeah, this, yeah. Chris, and I think we should go there. I went to a place called Drafts in yeah, Waterloo, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a board game cafe. And they've got, like, you pay by the hour. So yeah. you go in and you get a table for, like, three hours. Yes. And you can have any of the board games in there. Yeah. And they've got... All the staff there are kind of experts on them all, so as so you can just ask so for recommendations. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've loved a bit of Carcasson this year. Oh. Really enjoy Carcasson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I then bought a game called Tribes in a charity shop because it was it looked similar to Carcasson. It is again, I love having that big chunk of the game where you. The bit that we always have, Chris, where you're going through the rules and you can see me losing all interest. But then when you actually start playing, it makes sense. I played Risk for the first time, but it was Lord of the Rings Risk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Um, And one that I want to recommend to you is Onitama. Yeah, no, no. And it's it's quite new. And it was it was a recommendation in drafts off the guy who's the expert. And he was like, I just, I recommend this to basically everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's a turn-based kind of, battle game and it's just cards but oh, you've yes. got your your sam your your you're a samurai against gotcha. another samurai yeah, yeah. there's loads of honor involved yeah. there's certain yeah. um there's kind of almost spirit animal type things that you're taking on yeah. yeah really good fun and it looks so it's so simple it's just it comes with like a mat that's like this beer mat yeah. here that's this like roll out mm-hmm. soft kind of yeah. rubbery thing yeah. Yeah. It's nice, man. I recommend You've it. You've played quite a few then from the Yeah, the yeah. There. I mean, Uno and Past the Pigs as well. So I rediscovered <laughs> Past the Pigs. Yeah. Past the Pigs was one that, yeah. that, that, that we had at home, my yeah. mum had. Yeah. And I thought, I've never really had anyone he- he- hear of it or talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's these two plastic pigs and you roll them and the way they, land, they scores, land scores scores yeah. differently. Yeah. And a friend of mine sent a picture through of past the pigs, and they're like, "Fucking hell, I've just found this game. You ever heard? Like a friend of theirs had bought it around. Like, have you ever heard of this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah I've been playing that yeah. since I was a kid." And the one I got yeah. is like a vintage yeah. past the yeah, past so. the pigs pack. So yeah, playing that. And I've never particularly played Uno, which you know mm-hmm. is one of the most referenced games in memes yeah. and in comedy. Yeah. Uno reverse and things, things, yeah. things like that. So yeah, can play Uno. Yeah, it's fun for all the family. You're actually right, you still looking for your fucking crisps? <laughs> yeah, 
pathetic. You really are pathetic. You really, no? really are. Hang on, he's lost his crisps. Sorry, guys. We Give it a second. It's quite weird. He can't concentrate. Are they in the house? No, I knew look when I went down there for a wee wee. Yeah. Are you sure they're not down with, like, your when you unpacked all your beers? They're white bag. Were they? It's a white bag, ready salted. Little pack of kettle chips. Kettle chips. No, they've gone. I mean, this is great podcast material. Hunt, oh, we should record it. Yeah, 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 we're just hearing this all moving in the background. Talking about games. Oh, well. But Chris, me and you played Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. Blackstone Fortress this year. Yeah. We've not finished it. I know, because I was going to get printed. Then my cellar collapsed. Yep. But shout out to Big Steve because um, he's helped me with that. How many um, girls were in that club you went to? About board games. There's quite a few actually. Yeah, I think you um, you're writing a script that doesn't exist now. Yeah. I fucking get laid all the time. Yeah, old old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> board games are cool now. Hey girls, you want to play Cthulhu Wars? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Just after we'll finish munching you off. Yeah. A bit of. What have you played? Because at your birthday party, I got to have a little catch-up with your, your cousin Robin, yeah. who has come round to, to play games before, and I was yeah. saying we need to get a game night Absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah. I want to start a game soon. League desperately mm-hmm. uh, with you. Like, you up for it, Stu? <laughs> You want to come and play a team of ogres and you're going to play. Oh, you you know what? I know the names. I, I talk about it. And I <laughs> he does. Them. He, he, he looks him up and every now and then he says, so how's Sigmar getting on? And I'm just like, I love it when he does it. He's, he's read like first name in Warhammer. And, uh, it's, it's beautiful <laughs> I'm to hear. so excited to say it as well. Yeah, it's great. I love it when you do that. Um, what have I played this year? Um... Oh, we played Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the Core, which is based on the movie Aliens, and um, it's a co-op game. That yep. was a lot of fun. Um, played Thulu Wars, which is like Risk, but if you like HP Lovecraftian uh, Wonders. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. What else? Um, Dark Castle, which is a card game, two-player card game, where you're trying to navigate like a labyrinth of a Dark King's Castle. That's really good fun. Not loads though, mate. Not as many as not as many as I normally do. But also my memory shit. So and let's get some in over the festive period. Because oh, well, Dave, off for ages. wasn't it the first? I'm sure the first. Maybe when we played with yeah. Dave, it was it was between That's Christmas and New Year, wasn't yeah. it? I literally uh, have got all that time off, so hundred yeah. percent can do it. Yeah. So I can get, get, get it in. It's made me think that Mister Scribs put a question in. Is there a story franchise that hasn't been told in a TV show or movie that you would love to see and be part of? And that seems mm-hmm. to to link in, right? Because we've talked yeah. a lot about Warhammer and that world. Bought, so Henry Cavill has bought, um, and he's an executive producer in bringing the Warhammer world to the television. And it is the, unfortunately, Marvel and things like Star Wars have been done to death now in some, in many ways... Uh, people are getting tired of the, tired of the format, and I think the Warhammer. I, I, so I've probably I've said this to you, Pip, 10, 10 15 years. I ago. think we talk about it every drunk cast. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the people, the technology's there where they can do that, and they can do it cheap enough so they can make it gory enough so it isn't just PG kid friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. And if Henry stays true to the law and doesn't get caught up and doesn't get forced about to like some strange producer's desires, mm-hmm. I think it'll be the next big thing. 
and I think it'll be amazing. But I still think there's, there's a doing, while to go. I'll be doing some research on, on Janice Drake. Oh, there you go. Hey. I, that's who I want to play. Mm, there you go. He was he was in the darks the the, the black yeah, what's it called Blackstone Fortress. <laughs> yeah, Fortress I liked it's funny him. You say that I do actually think I warm to him. I think what Henry should do, and I'm sure that he's got his own advisors as well. I hope Henry's surrounded by a bunch of nerds of the law. If you're listening, Henry, or well, he's uh, a nerd of the law well, though. He, to no, be fair, yeah, but you, you need a few. Yeah. But he, I think if he did a TV show based on Road Trader, which was weirdly, weirdly the original first rule book for football. Rogue Hammer Traders. Football, Rogue Trader. <laughs> it's not got like David Dickinson in it, but it well, could do. Now, Rogue Traders was the one with that lad on the motorbike, yeah, isn't it? Great, that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he did one like that, then they could, they wouldn't have to commit to... Why do you think it's okay to rip off old women? <laughs> Why answer me? Don't get in your please. Come on. Why do you think it's okay? That's great, Helen. <laughs> you imagine that, but on the back of his moped, he's got like a nook or like one of them. It's just a giant tip. Yeah, if one of them they did the road trader, they'd smash it because you could you could test the water with different factions and. You wouldn't have to commit to some big space saga like the Horus Heresy, but I'm sure that's what Henry really wants to do because. Yeah, you should play Sanguinius. Anyway, no one gives a shit. <laughs> he should so. definitely play Sanguinius. Shouldn't he, Stu? I think I've had that in a cocktail in Mallorca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that you guys would want to would like to talk about? Any kind of highlights or things? I've got loads of things more. Don't worry about it. But What have you got down, Shuey? I've got some. I didn't prepare as much as I did last time because I wrote so much down. <laughs> I got into metalcore. Oh, yeah. I forgot you'd become a metaler. Where am I going to? Slaughter to Prevail. So okay. I've become a metal. Will like, do. I've, I've always like, you know, I like the, you know what, I like the the band. Like, you know, if you, for example, you know, like the Doom soundtrack. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I like bands like Deftones and stuff like that. But like metal, metal, mm-hmm. or metal where they're gutturally howling. Metal, metal, that's called. That's kind of always been the point where I can't dial into it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, weirdly, you know, I'm, I'm working and then... Um, this live show comes up of a band called Slaughter to Brunel. And they're all wearing face masks. And I imagine people think that's cool. And I wasn't, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't buy into it because of the face masks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then they started, but it's so, the energy in it, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't turn it off. And the performance, and, and for the very first time, uh, this guy's voice, uh, his, his name is Alex Terrible. He's Russian. <laughs> of course his name's yeah, Alex yeah. Terrible. He's a Russian band. He's fucking insane on stage, but in reality, he's just an authentic, nice bloke. He doesn't try to act tough. He's like, look, you know, we all look a bit crazy, but to be honest with you, we're just very normal people who just have a real passion for this music. And I started listening to it, and more and more, and I'm driving along, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've, I've become a metaler. And um, I went to I see Greg it. and Andy in, um, in in Bristol the other the other week. Um, me and Mark went down to visit them, and we had a little pub crawl in Bristol. And amongst a board game bar that was f- um, full of boys and, would you believe it, girls. You went on a weekend with all your mates on the piss and went to a board game bar. No, no, we, we actually, we couldn't not, go in. N- not all of his mates, mate. 
Speaking of which, really looking forward to our uh, our Christmas podcast with Cunt about Christmas songs and that. Really excited about doing that. That's going to be really good fun. I really enjoyed the group message about that and everyone agreeing. (laughs) Yeah, you invited me in the group message. I was like, yeah, I'm up for this. So then it came out on Monday. I'm like, all right. (laughs) All right, cheers, lads. (laughs) Nice one. Oh, that's all right. You started a specific group message with us, with all of us and cunt. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm up for it, lads. Yes, that, that did happen. Um, anyway, the <laughs> 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 it, it was random. There was no room. Uh, I've had that in drafts yeah, before. Many... I've had that in drafts before. I've got there and, and not been able to get in because yeah, yeah. I'm not booked. There's still that many virgins about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we looked through the window, there was literally girls firing dice out of their trucks. <laughs> To roll it, like, no, honestly, yeah. it's completely different now. Mm. R- r- rest in peace, Vicky Vicky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> died this year, didn't she? No, she died. Yeah, she just died, didn't she? Like two weeks ago. I found out about it, I think, on the hardcore list in, in Instagram. So, <laughs> good work for paying attention there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, rest easy, that vagina. Yeah. Um, Speaking of masks and that, you have a little, have a little look at that. Oh, have a little look at that. <laughs> What's your fucking screensaver? I'll just see it for the first time. Oh, you yeah. freak! You must have seen it. <laughs> have you not seen that lovely screensaver? I've seen it. I love it. Where's that been taken? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So for yeah. People who can't, uh, who can't see this. I'd happily post this because it's my. This makes me so happy seeing this. It makes me want to cry. Sex people. Um, it's not sex people. It's not a sex people picture. Look at him. My girlfriend is like a, a very gentle human being. She's the most gentle person I know. I get emotional thinking about her. And she decided just before I went snowboarding, she saw my snowboarding gear laid out on the bed. <laughs> and I was having a shower and she put the balaclava on. And then that was the best attempt at trying to scare me. Look how unmenacing that is as a scare. She just <laughs> peeps into it. It's so cute. Tell, tell the listeners what you're looking at. Uh, my, my, so it's a photo from me inside the shower, to, but you can't see me, but I'm taking a picture out of the shower to my Thank partner, God. peeking around the corner of the shower curtain wearing a balaclava. We both are Doing hands scary out. hands. Scary hands. <laughs> the scary hands you'd get from, what, a three-year-old? Yeah, yeah, adorable scary hands. But that's a, you know, a fully grown woman's attempt at scaring me, and it's too cute. And Ed, the question I always get when I explain it is, why is your phone in the shower with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good point. He's playing some music. Yeah, I was playing, <laughs> Classic uh, Chris. I was playing Slaughter to Prevail. Is that a phone? Now tell the people what I showed you. <laughs> yeah, what did the picture show us? How would you describe oh, it? I don't know. It's the funny. Yeah, you, you look like one of the spring breakers. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. You were holding a brolly, you had your top off, and you You're had a pink balaclava. I was holding a brolly, you had a rabbit, a rabbit b- Why balaclava you on. He? You're not in the third person. No, I didn't say he. I you think I stumbled on a word. I had a rabbit balaclava on. The bit you didn't look close enough. No, I'm not even going to go into that. There's a weird sh- shit going on in that, sh- that shoot. We did f- f- five different shoots on different kind of themes and colours. And that was one of the weirdest. But How many people have seen this word out? I walked in past when you were doing that. No, no, it was in a studio. Although we went in a studio in Shoreditch because it said it's this this Dutch photographer I'm a fan of, uh, Josephine Hoekstra. I've done some amazing photo shoots. I followed her on Instagram for a while, um, and they were coming over and said about doing shoots in the UK and would 
we discussed it all. And I was like, yeah, I'm up for this. And at some point, we're going to release them and all this kind of thing. But the, to, the, the studio we rented, it just had a little... The, the guy who owned it was just working on a little balcony. <laughs> so there's just a little guy at a laptop while I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> getting half naked, sprayed with sweat, so I'm glistening and, yeah, and shining. Look on Shu's face here, mate. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Like, right, anyway, did you enjoy doing the photo shoot? Yeah, I did. I was I was surprised how uncomfortable I was for, 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 for loads of it because I've done loads of photo shoots, but number one, I haven't done any in a while. Number two, I've never done any that have any level of nudity. How far other than the one with Chris? Other than the one with Chris. But again, there was a logical explanation on that. And this is like all just, yes, some weird shit. So one of the... The the fourth shoot is me shaving a crucifix into my chest hair. (laughs) (laughs) So what you didn't notice in that was I had a crucifix shaved into my chest hair. No, it's it, all the all the the, the the blood had rushed somewhere it's else, and your eyes were in the visual. You're bringing a baby Jesus into yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> shaving him into your fucking chest. It's good fun though. <laughs> anyway, um, did you get your cock out? No, no, I kept my cock away. <laughs> Let's just get to the point. I kept my cock away, but there's yeah did varying levels of. Look, here we hang on. I'll, I'll sh- let, let me see if I can I can find a, a less weird one or a less n- naked one. They're all weird. Um, goatsy. Do you know what goatsy what, is? No, you reference it on the podcast all the time, and I kind of I've looked it up at some point, and I really? don't. I, I want to forget. What, you yeah. don't know what it is. What you not really you saw it and then didn't remember. No, I it would leave it. a gaping hole in your brain. <laughs> so, so, so look, here's, here's, here's one of the themes. It was essentially blue, and I had a nice little crop yeah. top on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little crop top, Patented, and then uh, scribbles put Pip looking a little bit surprised, and then there's. Which this is one not that was reality, like because he's never surprised. Never been surprised in my life in like in like a tracksuit with this weird mm. like gold plaster kind of thing, and it was all about doing these yeah. different characters and looks. No, I like but, that. But look at that thing. Your character, really cool. you look like my character in Cyberpunk, which brings me on to one of the other things I wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, I've got a new girlfriend. <laughs> In cyberpunk. In cyberpunk. Congratulations, mate. Molly's, Molly's very encouraging in my relationship with Pan Am. She's a nomad. And my cousin Robin said, don't forget to talk about your new girlfriend. Robin throwing him under the bus. <laughs> I've, um, I've, uh, I've, had a, I've had one other steamy sex scene in cyberpunk. I saved that for Molly to look at. But my relationship with Pan Am has been going really well, actually. Thanks, you. What's going on in the world? No, she's doing really good. We haven't done it yet. But we shared a quick kiss after a job, after like a bank job, after a mm. fest. It's going pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Grow up. I reckon. I reckon I'm about to seal the deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, let's do let's do another. Can I um, do some highlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I want to talk about. It's only just happened, but I want to talk about um. A bag with the crackpots, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about their new song, "Proper Christmas." And I, essentially, I want to talk about the video. Yeah, uh, have you both seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking yeah. incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and uh, I think we've got a little insight into, as to who it is. But they sprayed things on a wall, didn't they? <laughs> they did. Uh, but seeing that video for the first time, and I can't believe they shot it in two days. I almost think there's a little bit of a lie. Oh, no, there ain't. 
I just, I just, I want people that haven't seen it to go and watch it because Crackpots with a K is very similar to, uh, I guess, things that have been done on previous Christmas hits and and the aforementioned uh, Jubilee hit that Pip mentioned. But the this year it's just a proper Christmas song and mm. it's called Proper Christmas and it just harks back to like. Wizard and Slade it's and wicked. proper Christmas, proper proper Christmas. It's so catchy, mm-hmm. and the video like they they got these puppets made, and I, I dread to think how much it cost. And they got these puppeteers to come down, and they've made this video. And all the set was built by my mate that went to all these different charity shops and stuff, and bought all of this stuff to kind of make this set for like an eighties Christmas. It looks so fucking it's good. Really good. Like they did film it in two days, but it's just like. There's so much going on. Yeah. It's impressive that they've managed to do it. Uh, yeah, it's just a feel-good, funny, nostalgic yeah. uh, Christmas song. He's a he's, he's a, a regular highlight of my life. and But hearing that mm-hmm. and seeing that, I was like, fucking hell. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, mm. proper amazing. Yeah, so I wanted to shout that out. You talk about your studio that you've built? You could you built do. a fucking really studio. Built a studio, yeah. How good's yeah. that? So that's for like, is that just for POV shoots or is it like, uh, is it uh, uh, boy-girl shoots or uh, more like the, the the sort of like, you know? Well, I've met this fellow on Cyberpunk and we've, we've, we've shared a kiss. <laughs> and, uh, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's just to kind of develop. You're not Pan Am, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill myself. Yeah, build a little studio. To, uh, to to film some bits in and yeah excited about that that only just just literally just happened but yeah I think that was that was it and I, and I guess we mentioned the camper van turned fifty this year and mm. uh, bought the camper van and went on some adventures but yeah that was probably a big highlight That's for me. Fucking sick, bro. Have we discussed so turning fifty? I feel like we have had this discussion. Maybe what do you think different. you'd be easiest? So fifty-one year olds. Five ten-year-olds, two twenty-year-olds, and a ten-year-old, two twenty-five-year-olds. Who would have beaten a fight? Yeah. Do you say fifty-one-year-olds would be easy, right? Yeah, five ten-year-olds. Oh, fifty-one-year-olds is an absolute massacre. Yeah. What, you it's a lot of them beat a fifty-one-year-old. No, fifty-one-year-olds. No, 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 50, oh, 51-year-olds. Because you're just yeah. kicking them all around the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah easy. easy. And five ten-year-olds. Yeah, easy. easy. Yeah. So where does it get tough? Two twenty-five-year-olds. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're dying us out. Depends, depends. Depends on the 25-year-olds. Like, 25-year-olds aren't that sure of themselves. They like to act that they are, but they're not. Hang on, are we doing 25-year-olds? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're doing 25-year-olds. 25-year-olds is an absolute... <laughs> absolutely no way either of any of us are, are, are beating two 25-year-olds in a fight. I you would, absolutely. No chance. I'm not, I'm not, we're not talking about Muay Thai special. Two just regular 25-year-olds, I'll fucking eat alive, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe that. You're an old man! I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I've got the right, my, 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 my body hasn't completely given up on me yet. I know that it is going. Yeah. But I reckon. You've I reckon, got to do a number on that first one very quickly. Actually, but I'm really capable of And you of want the second that. one to be scared of what you've done with that's the first exactly, one. That's exactly what I'm banking on. Yeah. About, I'll do it too quickly. The, like the second one will be like, oh, I don't want that happening. And I think that'll be it. This two, is when I want the door open and your mum to come in. <laughs> two, two, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the noisy villain. Two 18-year-olds and a 14-year-old? Yeah. Comfortable? Yeah, comfortable. Um, Are you serious? All right, a 20-year-old and a 30-year-old. Starting to worry. 
Mm, interesting that two 25-year-olds aren't reckon, a worry, but a 20 and a 30. I reckon, I reckon probably still okay with two of them. Two 15-year-olds and a 20-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good maths game, maths isn't game. it? <laughs> Um, I just I mean, think if you don't get one of them out of there quickly, but you you'll be blowing I out your so ass, confident. and they, they've got fucking. They've got. I'm so confident. I'll t- like. The problem is, it depends on site. Like for example, my brother. Oh, two seventeen-year-olds and a sixteen-year-old. Sorry. Years on me. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. My brother's got eighteen years on me, and I still don't fancy my chances with him. Yeah. Because he's got that. He's got a height and size advantage, but I also I've watched. My brother does wing chant. I've watched our fast years and strong mm. years. I know that my brother would win. I, I do. Mm. I do know that. And so, if you're talking about someone with, if you talked about any of them who've got some degree of martial arts experience, then no, I, I would. I would yeah. say I'd lose against two twenty-five year olds. Kind of easy, probably. Yeah. yeah, easy. But if they're regular schmoes, I'm quite confident that I'm all right. How about you? So, so you're tapping out at, at two twenty-five year olds. You're confident on the five ten year olds. I reckon I'll get a couple off on the first one. If he, if I didn't put him away, then I'm being all sorts of bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it like this. You're down the Muay Thai gym. Yeah. Oh, but but getting beaten up by 25-year-olds, you're, regular, you're, 18-year-olds, you're, regular. You're down the Muay Thai gym and five 10-year-olds come in to spar with you. Yeah. You're feeling confident, right? I've been beaten by... a 14-year-old recently. 14-year-old. Uh, and I Sorry, regularly... a 14-year-old and two 16-year-olds, you fucked. Oh, I'm in bother. Two 18-year-olds, I regularly get beaten by a 51-year-old as well. I don't believe Stuart in the slightest. And I think you're quite handy, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I, do think, I, do, I do think that the number one thing in violence is, is the uh, you've got to know that you can. Or you it's the confidence you of doing damage, yeah. Absolutely that. Or she can't. Yeah. I definitely feel quite... I haven't had a fight. We were talking about this, yeah, but I haven't fought since I was 24. I'm, no, yeah. I'm 43. It's been 20 years since I've had a street fight. Yeah. So I pro- you're probably right, Stu. Should we go in the garden to take our tops <laughs> off and have a ruck? Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's Caroline. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to end it on a couple of, of, of questions. So one-footed dude... And Noel Noel essentially gave the same question. So one-footed dude asked, favourite pointless thing you've bought this year? And Noel said, favourite impulse fuck it purchase of 2023. I bought a latex lemon with an eyeball in it that you put eye drops in to make it all all move really realistically. But but, why? What, what? It came. I can't remember what I was searching for. I was searching for something what on. Are you searching for latex. <laughs> I searched. I was, I was searching for something on Etsy, and I typed something wrong, and it made this realistic-looking lemon that's got an eyeballing come up. And I thought I would never have found that, and I will, ne- will never find it again. I need to buy it, and I bought it, and it's fucking great. Weird. That is so strange. Let me see if I've got a. Picture don't of it. Don't accidentally show us another photo of you in that photo shoot. Uh, you might be in for a little treat. <laughs> don't think I've got a, a picture yeah. of it. I know I did like oh, a I video of it. I shit. You're, well, we had this. How's the camper van going, Stu? Yeah. Five, we had these top five splash out purchases. Yeah. But this isn't a splash out purchase, is it? I don't know. I don't really like. Occasionally I'll buy. No, I don't. I don't buy anything random. I got the Nerf pulse rifle from Aliens at the start of the year. Fucking A. That's the answer that we're looking for, isn't it? I mean, you can see where my money goes, right? On uh, your Star Wars toys. On toys. <laughs> On little toys. 
It's adorable. Mm. I don't think I've got a good picture of of, of my lemon ribbon eyeball in it. I'm sorry, lads. I also Why? bought like an extendable. What? Oh, you didn't buy one of them ones that they do the adverts for where you just flick it out and it's rock and it's hard. an absolute rip off. It's it, this it, fucking it bit flicks of out and never goes fucking back in. plastic. Basically, yeah, it's shit. I bought that. I got. I got. Yeah, it got I, served to me somewhere. I once got a. Uh, a mate had one of those, you know, Love, Honor, and Obey that Jude Law's got in that. I've got one of those. I'd love one of them, but I, I also <laughs> don't need one. Don't ever get. Them. They're really legal. And like, They're really illegal. I yeah, know, because my mate had one, and I just had it in my hand, and I just thought, oh, Geese really used to come round. It was a pay seven fella in the sun. <laughs> in the, in, it was like pay three, but for a while they had a pay seven fellas. Well, they have their balls out. And it was just a geezer, like, and it was basically just a close up of his bollocks. Um, but no, it was just some oiled up geezer. And uh, and, and he used to, um, he, I, I won't tell his full story on it, it's quite remarkable. But, um, but he used to drive around the clubs and flog stuff out the back of his car. And I bought one of them Koshies. And, uh, they're really fucking horrible. But I used to, when I used to lock up the club and I walked back on my own at like whatever silly club I thought, well, if someone's waiting for me, I'll just have that. And uh, yeah, they're really fucking naughty. You take two 25 rolls with one of those. Though, yeah, right? 100%. I did a little unboxing of videos. So this is boring for everyone. Oh my God. So it comes in a little, a little box. I thought I'll cut it open. I cut my finger when I was cutting yeah, it open. Really? Actually, he's like, oh, I might have a, vid- I might have a picture. He's got a fucking unboxing video. I sure, no, I sure, yeah, I, stru- yeah, I sure, I saw something. So that is, I've just taken out. I didn't know this would be in there. It's eye drops. Can't focus. No, there we go. Have you put yeah. them in your eyes? No, it goes in the lemon. Why? Because there, because there's an eyeball in there, and it needs to move naturally. I'll zoom forward a little bit. Here it is. It's already. It's already I dropped out as you receive it. Is this, uh, is this uh, when you're struggling with your mental health, mate? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. Hang on, let me focus. Look at that. Oh, that is pretty cool, actually. Oh, oh it popped oh, out. Oh, it popped out. The eye popped out of lemon. Can <laughs> we pop it back in? Did you pop the eye back in? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Let's not talk about oh, that. <laughs> it was about 50 quid, yeah. 50 quid? <laughs> It was about 50 quid. It's a flashlight, sorry about that. 50 quid! I thought we were things like where you buy them off that little apps where they're like, everything's about 6p and you pay about fucking 10 quid on postage. (laughs) No, this is quality, (laughs) quality bit of kit. That's a quality lemon. Talking about like like rubber things with eyes, would you have sex with a like sex doll? 100%. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's quick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take a minute. Um, yeah, I guess I would. I never have. It's weird, isn't it? How... I never have. I never have. No, it's weird, isn't well, it? I how... haven't because we, <laughs> we, we can't, we can't afford have. them, can we? You're both, you're both yeah. your responses it's, it's, tell me that you had. It's if all, I was in a classic, travel lodge and all... someone had left one there, <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd run a wet wipe round it and I'd have a little go. Yeah, run a wet wipe it's, and borrow I've always wipe. said it's always easy to tell when Stu's lying because he goes... <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, and, and when no, no. G- g- genuinely, it's interesting how there is a weird taboo about men's sex toys and not about women's. Yeah. Like it's really normal now that w- that women have sex toys. Yet it is thought as a, a bit weird. And I've never had a male sex toy, mm. and I do think mm. I don't think I'd go for it. Like I've never like you joked about a, f- a flesh a lot earlier. That's 
just feels a bit gr- gr- gross to me. I don't know I why. Yeah. Ranking hasn't really. Well, it has gone wrong, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's yeah. Like circumcision, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, 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 here's the thing when I couldn't sleep last night and I was in that kind of dreamlike <laughs> state I was coming up with intros yeah. and I came up with um, he's smashed his hard on it's Chris Glass on <laughs> <laughs> And I came up yeah, with this is when I was in a dream last night. Like it's like this. As soon as I woke up, I was like, "No, I'm not going with that intro." <laughs> For Stu, it was something along the lines of he now spends his time inhaling his own farts in the back of a van. <laughs> it's Stu whiffing because it's like whiffing, like smelling. And then yeah, they made sense in in my in my dreamlike state. And I was like, "Glass on, like hard." Ignore me, Lynn. I think. I think. I wonder where the sex doll thing's going to go. I think you never know. It might help with some of these. I mean, it shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're at 109 and I'm start, going to start talking about sexual assault. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, 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 maybe it will help. Maybe it will reduce, reduce the behaviours of, you know, Horrible men, men, attacking, men attacking women. Maybe it will get it out of them. Who knows? I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, the biggest issue with that is education. I think guys don't mm-hmm. understand. You probably Weird. get instructions. Weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> I had to sexually assault someone. <laughs> um, we, we, this is something we are going to talk about, about on the podcast last time, and I know it's running on, but just quickly, the the um, the journalist who... Uh, um, mm, who for Channel to, 4. For Channel 4, who went to, I think it was Manchester or Leeds City Centre and acted drunk. Mm. And London. It was and London, London as well. Yeah, yeah. and then she... Gave no any green light. She said nothing. None of her body language or words gave uh, this guy a green light. They were all obvious markers of disinterest. All obvious markers of disinterest. Oh, that's terrible. And the guy, and she said, "Well, I'm going back to my apartment now." But he just follows her uh, to the hotel, up in the lift, and into the room. And as soon as they walk in the hotel room, it's all camered up. She turns around and says, "Why are you here?" And she said several times, "I don't want yeah. to do anything." Yeah, and he's yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all just constant red flags and reasons that any any man with any de- degree of decorum wouldn't do it. And then he said, "Oh, I like you." That was his answer. And I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm I a like nice you. guy. I'm a nice man. And, and I think like this whole. And that was the justification. Yeah, so like, why wouldn't you sleep yeah. with me? I'm nice. So yeah. I don't yeah. want to. And I like you. But there's like the, yeah, the whole lack grim. of understanding around relationships. Like when when I was younger, like our, we had the sex chat. Uh, you know, at school, and they rolled in the that rolled in the TV, put the video on, and you know, but there's never, there's no, and I don't know what sex ed is like now in schools, but to me, like the massive failing here is this whole, you know, we shouldn't be in a situation where women have got to defend themselves on rape allegations mm-hmm. because it's fucking difficult, it's murky, it's really tough for a, a woman, and actually, we were talking about this earlier, like. There's a there's a play by Jodie Comer called Prima Fascia, which is mm-hmm. all about a lawyer who ends up getting sexually assaulted, and the difficulty she then gets prose- getting the other guy prosecuted, right? And, and the reasons why our legal system's got whole whole like issues with it, to use a better word. So we need to like while that is difficult because innocent and until proven guilty, which is a premise I, I, I kind of believe in, but at the same time we've got to stop predominantly guys getting where they don't have education where they don't read obvious red flags mm. 
and don't know how to manage their own sexual outlet, which doesn't lead to them raping. I think there's so yeah. much to be done on it. And it's still endemic of things like dick pics. Yeah. I can't understand. Why no one I've, wants to see your dick. Why I know why I've got a 100% success rate <laughs> of banging anyone who's seen a picture of my penis, unsolicited or not. I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> 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 I'm being serious. Like, and I've, I've said to all my mates, who's sending them? Mm. And it comes <laughs> From my phone. What's the sign? Like, is anyone doing it? And can I, and I'm not criticising, first I just need to understand it. And like, none of my mates have ever said they've ever sent an unsolicited mm-hmm. bit. And I just fail to believe that it's just me. But that's the thing. No, again, <laughs> j- j- jokes aside, I think those conversations are important because yeah. it comes down to yeah. calling people out and going, what are you doing? Like, why? Because yeah. it's those, it's, I genuinely think so much, so many of our problems is. Are because of of the taboos around sex and the fact that these things aren't aren't talked about. I've talked about it before, but uh, Fl- Florence and Reed of of the the fucks given come curious podcast. I think do really good stuff because they just talk about oh, sex openly. Yeah. Charlie and Nina, sex yeah. with Charlie and Nina. I think all these things, yes, please, as frivolous as they might seem, <laughs> are, are, are really important to have these conversations because it is the taboo that's that's the problem. Spoiler alert, one of my films of the year is 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 a film called How to Have Sex that talks about mm. the murky grey areas of consent. Yeah. And it's done really well because it's yeah. done in a really realistic way. And it makes you see how it is in no way defend like the 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 guy in the situation is the villain, but it makes you see how they could because we've talked before, yeah, Chris, yeah. about a few yeah. things. How can you how can these guys sleep at night? Yeah. It makes you see that because it's just grey enough for them to think, no, it's there was nothing yeah. wrong. There was nothing bad there. It's fine. And it's it's really interesting. On the innocent until proven guilty, we will wrap up in a minute. And in the next episode, we're going to do party games. <laughs> but on the innocent until proven guilty, the mob that always chat that forget that accu- falsely accusing someone of rape is illegal. Mm-hmm. So innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. These girls are innocent of falsely accusing someone until yeah. they're proven guilty. Yeah. So if 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 that's, that's your big, one, big, big belief... Uh, that's a really, really good... Again, uh, if that's what you're, if that's your main yeah. argument, then it's like, right, well, let's apply that to both sides. Yeah. And then you see that that isn't their argument. Yeah. Their argument is, leave lads alone. Because yeah. when you say that, they're like, nah. But it's like, well, no, if it's innocent to prove it, then they're... They're innocent. Why are we saying that they're a liar and they're falsely accusing? But um, anyway, let's stop now, have some more drinks, eat some more snacks, and we're going to come back. I want us to try no more more jockeys. I'm going to get a pen and pad for Chris first to write down his Mr. and Mrs. answers, and then I'll ask them to stew. Bingo. Um, Let's go. I'll see you in a bit. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part three. There's two more parts. It's going to get messy, isn't it? It's going to get messy and offensive. There's two more flipping parts. And the fifth part, Stu was reluctant on. (laughs) That's how grotty it gets. Let's go into it. I'll see you in the next episode.